Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio. Bobo here. Thank you so much for riding through me through this uh, unintended summer hiatus. Uh, we have a lot of cool guests coming down the pipe for you in uh, a couple weeks. But in the meantime, we're going to dip into the archives a bit for my sister's show, What's Up Flobo After Hours, kind of the uh, fun cousin to New Amsterdam Radio, to really uh, get into the minds of one Ariana Maddox. If you don't know Ariana, she was in a sitcom, excuse me, a reality show that makes me laugh like a sitcom called Vanderpump Rules. And we actually have a personal connection. She and I went to the same college back in the day. We're about the same age. So hopefully you guys enjoy that one. In the meantime, make sure you follow the show at New Amsterdam on Instagram and at new underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. When we come back with brand new episodes of New Amsterdam Radio, what do you like to see? Let me know by checking out the form over at newamsterdam.com. Without any further ado, my chat with Ariana Maddox. Yes, it is time for the Monday Night Delight. What's up, Global After Hours? As you can tell, I'm feeling kind of fancy. Fancy AF even. But before I continue that, I want to say thank you so much for checking us out live on all the social media networks. We're talking Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Drop a comment. Drop a like. Let everyone know about the show because I have a very special, important guest. But I got to give a shout out. To those members of the Boisterous crew, you know what I'm talking about, the people who help me up on that Patreon, you get to unlock content. Hit up patreon.com slash flowboyboys, and you can also be a member of the Boisterous crew. So if you give a big shout out to Christopher C, Christy H, ACH, Edric P, Oliver E, Matthew C, Lindsay U, and Leah H, you guys make this show a reality. Um, but you know me without further ado, I have this prepared statement. I got to read this for you guys real quick. My guest tonight has wowed audiences worldwide with her appearance on the reality TV program Vanderpump Rules and is already making her hometown of Melbourne, Florida proud. She is a co-author of the book Fancy AF Cocktails, which just celebrated its first anniversary of release. Please welcome actor, friend, and fellow Flagler College Saint. Ariana Maddox, how you doing? Hi. Oh my God, what a fun intro. <laughs> so glad you could make it. <laughs> yes, I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> well, this is the show. What's up, Global After Hours? We're just hanging out, just chatting. And if the chat wants to give Ms. Ariana some questions, please do that. But I got a question, because I've been reading an article about this very subject this week. Now it's time to shut down rumors. Is that the piano in the background? Is that what in the background? The piano, the the family heirloom. Oh my that god! You yes, had... yes, this is the this is the family heirloom piano. It's yeah. Um, it's 
still needs its facelift. So if anyone's watching, um, don't judge it. <laughs> <laughs> I will not judge it. Yeah, I just, you know, it's kind of interesting. Like, uh, you know, we have these like, I go back home to New York and I see my family having this old stereo and I was like, man, I wish I had like that part of like childhood or whatever with me, but you did it. Yeah. It was pretty cool. No, it was honestly, like, um, it's one of those things. My mom still lives in my childhood home and the piano was there. It's been there, you, you know, my whole life. She's had it since the seventies. since before I was ever born. Um, <laughs> and, and it's just been my dream when you, when we bought a house, I just felt like it, it would not be a home without a piano. Yeah. Because that's just how I grew up. I learned to play on this and I just grew up listening to my dad play on this piano. And so knowing that eventually my mom will probably retire and move out of that home. Yeah. I have to, you know, take that. I, I want to take that on. And so we're going to get it tuned. We're going to get it refurbished and it's going to be fantastic. And I'm so excited. Oh man. Yeah, I, this is, this is so like influencer of me, but you have to vlog it. I have to say <laughs> that. I should be better about that stuff. I'm yeah. so bad documenting the journey. Yeah time and i'm like what am i doing i should be doing that yes we were before we went live we we're talking about all the different social media channels and stuff and i had just uh re-downloaded tiktok after about a nine month hiatus and i was schooling me and how i can like tailor my algorithm so i feel like like an old person with <laughs> so, oh, social media apps are fine but with tiktok i'm just like how to do the sketches with the two costumes you know i just feel so out of sorts <laughs> yeah no trust me like tiktok content is some people are doing really incredible stuff on there you see in the comments they'll be like i didn't know i got tiktok premium like this is you know people are putting out actual short films that are so good yeah. uh, my capabilities on the app are pretty low um, okay. but i'm like a lurker okay so <laughs> i'm lurking on tiktok liking yeah a lot of scrolling there's a thing that comes up after you've been scrolling for too long that's like Hold up, you've been yeah. scrolling way too long. Go have a snack. Go get some water. Right. Wow. <laughs> every day. Yeah. Yeah. But you gotta the whole thing with TikTok is the algorithm is so smart that when you get when you're on there and you're liking videos and you're you're interacting with the app, it really figures out what you like. Yeah. And I love that about it. Because Instagram, I feel like it's just you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so 2020 and earlier, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's so like, this conversation was happening out of context back in like 2005, 2006. Right. At College, it would make no sense. Yeah, it, it wouldn't. I remember like going to grad school and someone telling me about Twitter and I was like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, it, but it's true. Like you and I both went to this I mean, incredibly tiny college. Tiny, uh, more like, than my high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My high school about half the size, you know. And it was twenty five hundred of us, and everyone kind of knew everyone else. If I didn't know you, one person knew you. 
Um, let me ask you this question because when people tell me where I went and they go, where is it? Where is it? Yeah. In Florida? <laughs> what drew you to going to the school now? Because now it's trying to, they try to promote it's Hogwarts in the, in the South, which is not. They really but, that? Yeah, we have a Quidditch team now it, and they, and they're good. Our, our Quidditch team is the best in the division. <laughs> you can believe that. I am not making it up, Ms. Maddox. I tell you that. Uh, but what was your they, appeal back then? Oh my God, they would. They people, would. People were on the West Lawn with the little broomsticks and they they run around. Oh my God. I'm a poly sci major. Look at me. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Listen, I was a theater major. I had to do mime out on the West Lawn at one point. And I was so embarrassed. It was like our first thing. And I was a freshman. And of course, when you're, you're a freshman, you don't know anyone. And this is like my first assignment. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm a freshman in college. Like, I want to meet cute boys and stuff. And I'm yeah. on the West Lawn doing mime. I mean, you could holler at them like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have. And they were all lame anyways. I don't know why I was embarrassed. Um, yeah. but, like, I don't know why I wanted to impress these boys. Right. Yeah, we were trash. I don't know why you would. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But yeah, that's crazy to have a Quidditch team. Yeah, what drew me there? Honestly, it was a weird time. I really wanted to go, I wanted to be in New York immediately. Mm. And I got accepted into this acting conservatory program, but they didn't have, it wasn't an actual degree, you know, it's, it's a conservatory. And my parents were like, absolutely not. You have a degree. <laughs> Because, you know, that's kind of how we all thought at one point. And, uh, right, right. And so I was kind of just a total brat about it. And I was like, if I'm not going to, if you won't let me go to New York, then I'm not going to, you know, and I dragged my feet about sending in applications to every other school. And I just, I ended up, I, honestly, like, I don't know who I was kidding. Like, I was trying to stick it to my parents. <laughs> but like that was so stupid i'm like you suck it to yourself by yeah. you know but at the end you know now looking back i wouldn't change any of it and sure. i'm so thrilled that i did end up going there and i did have the experience i had but you know at the time yeah you know i was i, I don't know i mean we were all a mess at that age but yeah. So at, at eight, 17, 18, did you, I guess you're around, you're my, you're my age act. We're day apart birthday wise. You, you got you there. Are day apart? Yeah. I'm June 25th. Uh, I'm also a June Cancerian. Uh, yes. Yeah. You I know, I, I research that. things. You know how it is. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do Quidditch though. Uh, but, but, but like <laughs> for, for me going to Flagler was a little bit different. Cause I came from this giant, I came from New York. I mean, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn and I went down there because stupid me had a thing for palm trees uh, and the tuition was cheap, relatively speaking. Yeah, well, we were every year, we were in that magazine talking about how it was the best school for the money, like you're getting the best for, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's <laughs> always things told, to do. That was a good selling point. <laughs> Well, uh, you're also in the theater department, which not to get into the whole weeds of things, but it was kind of like on one end of yeah. campus and I was like a comm student and you had comm classes too. And we we're like on the yeah. other end, but at the same way, we were almost like two different kinds of misfits. It was almost like theater kids were all their own school within the school. We we're kind of our own school within the school. Uh, what was the best thing about the camaraderie there? Cause I know a lot of times it feels like you're at a way like military camp because <laughs> of the accommodations. Um, I would say, 
you know, my first roommate was a philosophy major and she was, I think, a grade older than me. And so she really kind of was so kind in like really like helping me figure things out. And I think that was huge when I was living in the dorms. Yeah. Um, and then once I moved off campus, no lie, the biggest help was that my boyfriend went to UNF. Oh, and my roommate's boyfriend went to UF. And so every weekend we were out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because He's we could out. actually go out because that was the thing about St. Augustine is like, well, first of all, I was underage until like, I was underage. I, well, you and I are the same age. So it's yeah. like, yeah, we're younger than a lot of people who are, you know, in our grades. And so, <laughs> yeah, I would sneak into bars. But I'm you can that. say it now. It's okay. <laughs> I don't want to be grounded. I don't want to get arrested. <laughs> Time cops show up. Excuse me, ma'am. No, it's totally fine. You could, you could totally say that. Yeah, I, oh I, 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 I would go to like these bars in St. Augustine, but everything closed like early. It was if you were having any kind of fun, they would shut it down. It felt like so we were out of there as much as we could be, honestly, and. That was part of, I think, how we survived. I appreciate St. Augustine so much more now okay. as an older person. Um. <laughs> <laughs> as an older person. I actually, uh, the last time I went was like the day uh, everything shut down. I was there in March because for yeah. Com Week. For Com Week, they had, yeah. uh, they had booked me to do a comedy seminar and they were going to cancel my event, but because it was at Potbelly's, or I think it's called, whatever it's called now. Yeah. It's called Corazon Cafe now, but it was Potbelly's back then. Yeah. They, they let it happen. But that Thursday was when they said, this thing is real. Wow. So I flew back home last March and I haven't left town yet. But that's not about me. Uh, let's talk about you some more. <laughs> uh, so you made it to New York eventually. Um, that yeah. must have been crazy. I mean, I, for actors, New York is a different vibe than LA. But was this, was this at the time the destination or did you have LA aspirations from the get-go? I always hated on the idea of living in LA. I think it's like the East Coaster in me. It's, you know, being in, being from Florida and then dreaming of living in New York my whole life. I hated on the whole idea of living in LA. So I really wanted to try and make anything that I could happen, happen in New York. And I just, I mean, I, yeah, I moved here. I moved, I'm in LA. I moved to LA eventually, but to be honest, like I was never really ready to leave New York. Ever. Oh, really? Yeah. What drew you out then? The job? Or just a different scenery thing? I, the job that I did with Al Thompson, mm -hmm. um, I met some friends working on that job, which we'll have to kind of give a back. Okay, so long story yeah. short, I did a job with someone named Al Thompson, who's an incredible actor, director, mm -hmm. producer, um, awesome. And I met some awesome people working on this job. It was in a pilot or like a series that he was shooting called Tilt-A-Whirl, and then we shot it in um, Ocean City, Maryland. And I met some people there and they were like, listen, if you really wanna make something happen, you're gonna have to move to LA because, and I was like, you know, I just love New York. And they're like, yeah, but do you wanna, do you wanna be on TV or do you wanna do what you're doing? And as much as I was like, Part of me is like, I don't want to leave. And maybe I do just want to keep doing what I'm doing because I love New York so much. Maybe yeah. it's time to put up or shut up and move to LA and see what happens. And I gave myself 
10 years. Everyone says it takes 10 years doing anything to really see something happen. So I said, if in 10 years, I'm, I'm not leaving before 10 years in LA. If I hit 10 years and I, and nothing's happening, then I'll, I'll do something else. Uh, and I hit 10 years, uh, October of 2020. And so I'm like, well, I guess I'm saying it. <laughs> Give it up. Perseverance, man. It wins the day. Your time yeah. in New York was like four years, five years, five years. Wait, what? <laughs> your, t- your, your time in New York oh, yeah, was about five, five years. Five years? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I would do summers there. I would go back and forth a lot and live in different NYU dorms doing the like NYU summer program. Yeah. And then I stayed in New York, in New York full on for like four years. So yeah. So five oh, years old time there. That's rad. So I was I was telling Ariana before we went on is that so I was in LA since two thousand seven. So I had graduated college in so seven. I drove directly to grad school. So I've been in Southern California for 13 years and change now for heading my 14th year, which where's my 10 year coming. Um, but I was at a a business mixer with other professionals at the time I had the wrong mentality. I said, Hey, I'm funny. Put me on your show. So I'll go to these mixers being like, you need me. I have no experience, (laughs) no (laughs) talent. I'll host it. And I I met, I met Al Thompson. He was gracious. He took a meeting. He actually took a meeting with me because I guess I was, I had Moxie, but he showed me some of the product he was working on. This is like 2011 or 12. And it was a card of Tilt-A-World. And I was like, that, that, (laughs) she looks familiar. It's like, oh yeah, it's like we met in New York and Marianne. I'm like, no. And I'm like hitting up the Facebook. I'm in the Facebook going like, wait, it told. And and then. That's so crazy. Four years go by, or six years go by, nothing. And then, of course, everything blows up with TV and stuff. But I was like, the fact you stuck with it, uh, I think is very inspirational. A lot of people come out here Thank for six you. months, they quit, they go home. So, yeah, respect. there were some dark times, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, it's just crazy because I think, I mean, one day I'll write a book. <laughs> one day when I'm older and I have a little bit more life experience and maybe some more shitty things have happened to me, I'll be wrong. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but it's crazy. Like if I was to really look back and like all the things, you know, it's easy when you look back to just kind of gloss over and you're like, but well, that big thing happened. And that, but really like all the little things of just, yeah. you know, working so many weird jobs. I don't know if you've had like some weird jobs, but I've had some weird jobs. Uh, do you, can you share some? I'm not sure if you're comfortable with that. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. I was a go-go dancer in okay. New York for a while. Um, I used to go to bars and promote camel cigarettes. They still um, make those? <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah. Oh. And so the, my job doing that was you'd go, you'd have this like card reader. I don't know, maybe people in the comments or maybe people watching have been at a bar and had someone approach them in like a camel shirt and say, hey, we're doing a promotion for, at the time, the, the new thing was snooze. And snooze are these little, like, um, it's almost like dip, but it's in like a little pouch. Yeah. And the big selling point was you can do it anywhere. You can do it. And this is before Vates. This is, they're like, you can do it anywhere. You can do it on a plane. You can, you know, so you're never in a position where you like have to have a cigarette. And I'd be like, and I can give you this for free. I just have to scan your ID. I just have to make sure you're of age and blah, blah, blah. And someone was like, I, every once in a while, there'd be someone who would say, are you, does this data get sold to insurance companies or this is weird? And I was like, 
No, not at all. I just. <laughs> just give me the ID. All right. <laughs> and then you put all the information in the little, this reader thing. And on your shift, your job is to have 20 at well, the time. Our job was to have 25 IDs. Yeah. Um, and funny story is I found out after the fact that that data is sold to insurance <laughs> <laughs> I was just following orders. Uh, yeah. I, had a, I had a similar gig. It was for, it doesn't exist anymore, but it was this thing called Reserve. And like, almost like Uber, you put your credit card information in this app. But when you go to a restaurant, you scan your phone and then you get like your, your folio at the end of the night. So the idea is if you're doing lunch meetings, you have to like split the bill or anything. And you get a list of curated results for the restaurants you can make reservations for. And so it was my job to go like to Santa Monica Pier and Venice Beach and get people to download an app and use my promo code for I get credit for it. But I'm like, I, I told him like, you don't understand the optics of like a 230 pound black man be like, yo, download this app. Like it, it doesn't, it's scary. Why would people do this? And it was the worst job ever. One day I called all my friends from high school and college and I was like, download this app and I quit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got my payout and I was like, I'm out here. I'm out yeah, here. Yeah, you're like, if you're my friend, you'll download this app so I can quit this job. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> perseverance is the, the name of the day. I, you know, I appreciate you like going through it because I know sometimes like I sold hand sanitizer uh, for a yeah. living. Um, it was after Ebola pre-COVID. So no one cared. So going yeah, door to door and being like, like the supply and demand was yeah. not what it is now. Yeah. Did we, I know acting was always a thing you want to do, but like, let's talk about the show a little bit. Vanderpump Pump Rules, you were working your job and your job yeah. became this thing. Was that at first, like not the path you wanted? You like lean into it? Like it has to be a moment there. You had to think about what you wanted to do, what was happening. Yeah, I think. You know, when I was in, so when I was in New York, a friend of mine, um, who actually ended up being on another show on Netflix, he's awesome. His name's Sean Patrick Murray, and he's super talented. And he had this idea of almost like a pseudo script. It was like a reality show where we were all playing ourselves, but it was not like what reality shows are now, where yeah. it's more about being real. This idea that he had was something that was kind of like a little bit more on the half scripted side. And so I kind of got my feet wet a little bit with just kind of playing myself in these scenes, doing that and having the storylines that we were like making, you know, but it was completely different than what this is, you know, what right. Vanderpool is. Right. And um, cause it was actually just, you know, not really real. Um, <laughs> and so, when I lived in LA at this point, yeah, my one of my first jobs. So I worked out at the Laugh Factory as a cocktail waitress. Oh, cool! Uh, for a while, um, and that was awful. Uh, well, I <laughs> played there. They don't treat the staff. Hours and hours of amazing free comedy that I got to see. The job itself was horrible. The crouching in between the rows, saying like, "Twenty-five dollar minimum on a credit card, so I have to hold your card." And they're like, what? And I'm like, it's louder. And they're still performing, like yeah. crawling away, trying to pass drinks over the like the, the flashlights. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so then I started bartending um, at Villa Blanca in Beverly Hills, completely unaware of like the housewives in Beverly Hills and all of that. Like it just wasn't on my radar. I don't, I don't think I had cable at that point. Um, and yeah, it's so funny because bartending had been the survival job, you know, 
It was the survival job of all the weird jobs I've had. The bartending was the survival job that I was good at, that I actually made money enough to pay my bills, and that, you know, I when I moved to LA from New York, my I had a good enough resume that I was easily hireable because it's not a skill set that is so different from one place to another. You know, people go right, right. and the bars are pretty much all the same. So what's crazy is the survival job became the opportunity, which became the whole thing. And I probably had, I yeah, I had ideas of like what I wanted. You know, right. I wanted to be on a scripted multi-cam comedy. That was okay. like, my, that's what I would have loved to have done because multi-cam comedies are like math problems. When you read the script, it's, when you read the scripts, the writers, you know, when you're auditioning for stuff, like the writers are really spelling out exactly how they want it to hit. Cause it's not, it's multi-cam. So it's that like, kind of like punchline and there's, there's the mm-hmm. high and the lows. It's very, as opposed to single cam comedies, oftentimes are a little bit more uh, loosey goosey, a little bit more, um, you know, like the difference between New Girl and Two and a Half Men, you know? Right, right. And right. the multi cams are shot in front of live audiences, which I love. And mm-hmm. that's kind of like something that I really wanted to do. But at the time, it's like, you, it's, people don't necessarily understand that just getting auditions is a success. True. Like true. They yeah, or and and getting a callback is a success. Getting good feedback, having representation to even receive that feedback. All of those things are successes. And you know, I was kind of floating along like this with the like getting great feedback, getting callbacks. And then the job goes to Ashley Tisdale. And then <laughs> <laughs> getting great feedback. Oh my gosh, callback. Oh my gosh, it's down to you and one other person. And then AJ Machalka. And it's like these people who were so well known that like I didn't stand a shot. Like there was right. no chance for me coming in, wowing everybody's socks off because what they want and what they need is a recognizable face that can go on that poster or that billboard that those people who are fans of that person can go, oh my gosh, Ashley Tisdale has a new show coming out on Thursday. I'm gonna watch that. But if there's somebody up there that's just like, hey guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. My name is Maria, I've never heard of you before. (laughs) (laughs) I can do the job on the poster. (laughs) Trust me. JLJ, JLJ Media says truth and continues, it's tough in Hollywood. Uh, question yeah. I have, are you sipping a margarita there? I am. It's National Margarita Day. What? It's after hours? I'm doing coffee and Kahlua myself. Uh, not, right. Right, not, not margaritas, but I'm definitely doing a little tipsy things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we're talking about uh, taking opportunities and going with it. And Vanderpump Rules becomes a success. You were there. Don't got to tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> But the, the one thing I want to ask you, because, and I don't, I don't try to make, make this not sound as like odd or fanboy as possible, but can you walk me through the first time someone asked you for an autograph? Like, how are you feeling? What were you doing? Were you like in the gym? Were you at, doing grocery shopping? I mean, I'm pretty sure I was working at Sir. Okay. 
And, you know, people, that's one crazy thing about Vanderpump Rules that's different from, I think, any other reality show, unless you're maybe like Pawn Stars. But I don't know if those guys actually are in there working like on a regular Tuesday, you know? And we would be working behind the bar um, or like some of the people who were servers, um, you know, happy Margarita Day, Kirsten. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's people know that they can go to the restaurants and see the, the place where the show is filmed and the people who were on it. Because at the time we were working two, three shifts a week. I was bouncing back and forth between, I had, um, I was bartending at a club that used to be called Create. Okay. Um, I think it's called a cat. I don't know. It's like a big warehouse uh, DJ thing. Where is so, it? Uh, where is it in LA? Yeah, uh, it's um, Hollywood Boulevard, like just east of like the pan, east of Vine. Like okay. where Tommy's, the burger places. Oh yeah, that's what, what the yeah. Irish bar used to be. Back in the day. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So I was bouncing back and forth between bartending there and then I would bartend at Sir on like another night. And so that's what's crazy is people can come in and sometimes we've thought like this could be like a security issue that people could just come in. But luckily, nothing like bad ever happened doing that. Yeah. But yeah, working behind the bar, probably muddling mint for a mojito and someone says, Oh my gosh, can I take a picture? Um, and it's it's definitely, um, it's a really fun and surreal experience. I really like when people come up to me, unless oh, I'm like shoveling food into my mouth, right. or that, that, visibly that. sad, or- Oh yeah, going to the bathroom, yeah. Going to the bathroom, right. <laughs> oh, give me a second. I like it. Sometimes I'm like in an, I've been in an airport and someone comes up and I feel really bad because I'm late and I like actually like cannot stop yeah. because I will miss my flight and right. that it's not good. Um, but I also, because I was, I kind of like really got involved season two. Um, I had the opportunity to watch my friends who were on it prevalently before me, like be there together and, and, be the person who says like, oh, I'll take a picture of you guys. And like, okay, you smile. And so my friend, I remember my friend Sheena would be like, you know, who just took your picture, right? She's going to be on that show. Oh, <laughs> coming that, soon. She would say that as like a halfway way to try to convince me to do the show. And right. also as a way to like hype me up. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that a big decision though? When they said, hey, look, we, we think you have the moxie to be on TV where you're like, oh, heck this is my blessing or you're like "Ah." well it was different because the thing about being on scripted versus unscripted is because i've had i've done both and when you're on a scripted show it's mostly just like soup it's the most exciting thing ever because you're like i can't believe this is happening someone has hired me to say these lines they think i'm the person at saying these lines and doing this and then with unscripted whatever you say or do that's on you there's Mm. no character there's no um and you can't say even if it is an editing thing if someone says it wasn't really like that 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 was editing 
anyone who hears you say that is just going to roll their eyes and tell you, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> sure it wasn't. It was yeah, all the yeah, exactly. They're like, we don't believe you. And so yeah. it's like, you have to truly like, and crazy shit's happening. And it's really tough to think on your, on your feet. And it's really, so, so there were definitely some reservations. I also was at the time in this like, like a uh, romantic situation I'll just mm-hmm. say that, with mm-hmm. someone who just totally dogged anything I said or did regardless, professionally, personally, just, it was a bad situation. Yeah. Um, yeah scary at times and so there were so many there were maybe like two years where i was just like diminishing myself and saying no to opportunities and saying no to friendships like isolated i was isolated from people who i'd been friends with for years and so it got to you know things reached a fever pitch and it was like no so once once i headed down that path it was like Oh my god like and it took me a while to really come back to terms of like getting of like who i am sure and when i did that it was like oh i can do this <laughs> yeah yeah of course was it was it a eureka moment or was it kind of like a go away to town and, and recalibrate was it a call home there moment because there was an aha moment for sure it was yeah. i was talking to my acting teacher leslie khan um, she teaches right there on La Brea <laughs> and um, she told me I was like I don't know what to do because I feel like you know people say don't do reality and but this is an opportunity that I don't know and I'm kind of struggling right now to pay the bills and I don't know where what's gonna happen and she she's someone who I really really trust and she mm-hmm. has coached some some really big off people who have really made success out of their careers. And she said, is Martin Scorsese asking you to do this movie? No. Um, no. She's like, then you say yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. When someone puts it blunt, you like that, you're kind of like, okay, don't hear me the truth that hard. Dang. I know. Right? <laughs> I was asking the question. <laughs> yeah. Did you expect it to be as big as it did? Or was it, was it a religious surprise? Or was it like, no, I saw season one. This is the next big thing. I'm on. Um, No. It's kind of weird because you kind of felt like once once we, once we I got involved and, and it was full steam ahead, and the show was really at that point full steam ahead. Like mm-hmm. the drama at that point was crazy. You know, it was drama after drama after drama. And But what's crazy is that like, I don't think we ever stopped to think about that. Yeah. Like whether or not it was going to just stop or, or if it was going to keep going or if it was, you know, and the ratings, you know, we would see the ratings and the ratings were really good. But I think there was also this feeling of the people in charge just kind of like trusting them and the way that they spoke about the show, they were so confident in it that I think for a while it just felt like we were, we were just doing our thing and it just kept happening. And I mean, incredible. Like, like, I don't even know. I feel like only when COVID hit that I feel like there was even like a time that we stopped and really thought about what the hell happened, you know? 
that that's that's absolutely true but i mean covid hit everyone but differently i mean how was it on your ends i mean things are rock and rolling we know we're going to stop so yeah locked down for 12 months what what has been your 2020 to 2021 um in some ways there were definitely things that I feel like we had, we had time to work on projects that I think at the were, would have been really stressful otherwise. There are definitely some silver linings. There are definitely some blessings in disguise there. But you know, normally we would we normally started filming in like May of every year, and so you know March, mid March happens, everything mm -hmm. down. And we're thinking, okay, maybe by May, you know, maybe by May. And then in May was we're thinking more, more like June, July. And then June, July was like we're thinking more like October. And then right. October, we're like, it's like we'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dot dot dot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just been. It's definitely 2020 definitely hit hard because, you know, 2019, I think, was a was a huge year for me personally and professionally. And then 2020, a lot of stuff just kind of stopped. And so um, there were some opportunities that definitely came about that were extremely helpful um, in times where things were really uh, maybe unstable in a way. Sure, uh, sure. But nothing is like filming, you know? And so fingers crossed that that's something that, yeah, LA is locked down. So yeah. it's, they're, they're, I got a citizen app notification. Oh no, don't do that. Citizen <laughs> app <laughs> will make you paranoid about everything. Don't do that. Why? I love the sound it makes. It's like, dun, dun, dun. like it's really, oh God, what's happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> And it's like, there's a man with a machete. And I'm like, yeah. cool. um, it's like missing Chihuahua alert. Yeah. <laughs> but it said today that they're thinking that things are slow roll open back up. So True. fingers crossed that that's like, that happens, you know? <laughs> uh, shout out to Lars Newt, man. No, you cool, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I was thinking about this a lot of times with LA specifically, it's if you don't live in LA in Los Angeles, it's very easy to like say, oh, they're a bunch of creators and actors. They'll get over it. And I said this a lot on different episodes of the show that, you know, I am a stand up com comedian by trade. I do these hosting, I do these podcasts uh, over over the quarantine. I was opened up into the world of video game casting and it changed my life. It's so much fun, like being a commentator for esports, like it makes me feel 20 years younger. But yeah. I had to deal with like the world literally saying your pursuit and craft is non-essential. You don't know how crushing that could be to be like, oh yeah, you're fine. <laughs> you know, that's like, that you've been working on for like 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like, oh, well, well now what I do. So I, I to I'm totally with you when it comes to that, because it's like, yeah. all right, find out what's important, what, what the things you like, things that were stressing you out don't matter, things that you realize do matter. Um, any highlights over the past uh, 12 months you'd like to share? Um, celebrating the one year anniversary of our of our book, Nancy AF Cocktail, that was, yeah. really, that was really exciting um, because that was something that actually was 
tough quarantine thing. You know, we were so, so our book came out December 3rd, 2019. Mm -hmm. We met, we did our whole book tour, all of our press tour, everything. We, we got to do the Kelly Clarkson show, which like as a, you know, 35 year old woman, <laughs> I fully remember like watching her win American Idol. So that was yes. like huge doing that. And so, I'm um, sorry, my dogs are like running downstairs. cutie. Oh my gosh. I was going to grab her, but she's very far away. Um, so, <laughs> so we got to do that and then everything stopped and we were really, um, you know, uh, it, stressed. I think we, any, there's really no point in me even saying like depressed, stressed. We, we know yeah, we're, we all lived, we're still living it. Yeah. And so, um, silver lining that happened was that because people couldn't go to bars and couldn't go to restaurants. They actually opened up our book and started really making cocktails at home, like really like and tagging us in the photos. And and it was so cool because I love a cookbook, but how often am I going to actually cook out of the book? Wow. That's not often. So people actually really, you know, get into it. And there was a girl. Um, the Instagram uh, was fancy AF lockdown cocktails and she worked her way through the whole book. And honestly, like, like it would bring me to tears some days because it would be like, you know, having a hard day, struggling with, with everything. And then to see that, like, that was something that was just really awesome. It's funny that people say we do, we entertainers, creatives, we do things for the fame and it's not necessarily that, but when you see that you could impact someone's life, even on a small level, I mean, like, like my birthday this year, uh, was a big one. I'm sure you have one too, the day before yeah. uh, I, I had, I had a, I had a special edition birthday version of one of my t-shirts. Like my, my t-shirt was white, but this one was like gold and people came out and bought it because it was my birthday to celebrate with me because we're on lockdown and like i'm sitting at home like bawling be like oh you really love you bought my gear i can't exactly right here right now you love and it's just it, it, it is a surreal experience because there's times when i'm sure you're at your head down working you're going i'm working or if i'm doing a wrestling podcast i see three people in the chat but i'm going to give you the show anyway whatever but then when someone says hey you made my day better my i, I hated my day uh, but you made it like uh, an improvement that means a lot to me in the world to me but the book itself fancy af cocktails isn't just a book of recipes it is like a vibe there's like <laughs> glamour shots there's like stories around it like i was like yeah. i had a virtual version I'm like oh 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 dear okay uh yeah. so not only is it oh you guys are fancy f the drinks are fancy f too gotta ask you the cliche question what's your favorite <laughs> oh man it depends <laughs> honestly that answer changes um i really love um we have like a collection of margaritas Ooh, and i think because there's a cucumber pomegranate margarita that I love. Also the berry margarita, fantastic. Um, And uh, you're saying you're doing Kahlua. We have um, a couple hot drinks in there that are so good. The dumpling, uh, that's a good one. Got some oat 
oat milk in there. And my godfather's all about those. I love me a hot toddy, he would say. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you got to check it out. Fancy F cocktails. I have the virtual version. I don't think I have the skills to mix, but you make it super easy. So basically, it's me making excuses for myself. You can do it. For sure, you can do it. Once, Is it going you, once to... you get it down, there's kind of like a rhythm to it. As yeah. a there's like a rhythm, there's a flow. Once you get it down, you'll notice like, oh, a lot of the a lot of drink recipes kind of do the same thing. <laughs> is is there a sequel coming, or is like a whole different thing? Or we can't even talk about that. Fingers crossed. Right? Listen, we're yeah. we're working on getting that together because we really want to do another book. Me, Tom, and Danny, but all three of us want to do another book. And with the success of the first book, it's like, why not? So I think you know we have a bunch of recipes and and of course crazy life stories and things like that. Yeah. I think the real challenge for the next book is just figuring out how does that all, how do we tie it all together? What's the, uh, what's the hook, you know? Uh, yeah, again, so I, I'm not so familiar with the Vanda Pumperville's world. I'll be completely honest with that. I skim some episodes. Usually I'll, I'll be at a bar, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be something like a bar, a barber shop, like an amusement park being like, hey, is that? But, but I can tell you, thumbing through the page of this book, I'm like, okay, are you guys like, spies like traveling the world James bond style like you know cuba japan all right yo, that's all kind of fancy is is there anything left on your travel bucket list is there any other countries you want to hit with things yeah over? yeah majorly um i want to go to i want to go and stay in one of those like, igloos i think they're in finland i really want to see the northern lights um i really want to go to I, there's so many places I want to go. Where do I not want to go? Honestly, I've never been to South America. Ooh, I've been to Mexico, but that's not South America. Central America. Nope. Nope. Uh, I've been to Honduras. <laughs> that you know. Yeah, well, yeah. That's. I'm, I mean, like down. Here. Buenos uh, Aires, uh, Santiago. I want to. I want to go to Africa, South America. There's so many places in Asia that I've never been to. Thailand. I really want to go to Thailand. Um, Gosh, I mean, honestly, yeah. with COVID, I'm like, I want to go to Michigan. I don't know. <laughs> People in Michigan right now are going, what? Anywhere. I'll go anywhere. It's, it's the middle of February. Why? <laughs> like, give it a, give it a bit. <laughs> uh, so I have a bit of a surprise for you, Ariana, because uh, you've been cool AF on this show. Uh, so we mentioned at the top of the show that you and I are both Flagler Saints, class of 07. Can't believe it's so much years yes. ago. We, we owe, but it's okay. Still undefeated. Yeah, our football team is still undefeated, <laughs> but our quitter team is somehow still top of the division. That's so killed me. I can't believe that. That's too much. So I've, I've asked around to some of our schoolmates. I can't call them classmates because that school's small. And I asked, asked them, hey, if you have any questions for Ms. Maddox, I asked you. So you're going to yeah. hear some questions from actual Flagler graduates, schoolmates, or whatever. Uh, do you want to know where they're from? I can do that, or I can say, keep it random. Yeah, tell me who they're from. Okay, cool. Starting number one. Uh, this one's for me, actually. Best, oh. part of best part of Flagler College, the Breezeway desk, the Breezeway or the Panama Hatties? Oh, Panama Hatties, Hatties. The Breezeway was literally negative degrees. Like yeah. almost at all times I felt like the Breezeway was below freezing. So Panama Hatties <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, Ellie Baggett asks, oh. 
<laughs> I'm not sure what this means. You're gonna walk me through this. She goes, do you still remember how to do the thriller dance from Danceros? And do you still have any interest in dance? Um, yes, I have interest in dance still. Although I have to work on my like TikTok moves because I feel like that's where dance is at right now. And it's very different from what we were doing. And yes, I absolutely remember that thriller dance. So remember I was on the dance team and um, we did a thriller dance out on the West Lawn. The same place you mimed. <laughs> the same place I mimed. Really, honestly, a really impo important place for me, the West yeah. Lawn. Um, yeah. And yeah, I still remember it. We, I think we did also not just thriller, but the thriller. And then we also did that Rama Lama ding dong. Yeah. It was a popular song at the time. <laughs> you gotta convince I me. Promise. I believe it. I promise. I, I can't dance myself, so I totally relate. But but you still I have interest in dance. I mean, I, I appreciate the faith when it comes to mixing cocktails uh, and dancing. But <laughs> I can tell you, <laughs> you're like one thing at a time. Okay? <laughs> uh, this is also from LA. She asked, uh, "What do you what do you think you have gained going to a small school versus a mega state school?" Oh man. Um. I think I gained an appreciation for, okay, listen, I don't think I would have really wanted to go to like a mega state school, to be honest. Right. Um, I think that I gained an appreciation for them, for the big state schools in a way. And I really think that because we had such close proximity to UF and UNF, there's a way to kind of like, uh, I wish I could have combined them, honestly. I wish yeah. I could have kind of had a bit of the Flagler, like gone back to the home base of St. Augustine and then its beauty and its, you know, homey feel. Um, but I still wish I could have had some of those big school experiences and also like the functionality of a bigger school. I'd like to, in my imagination, believe that it can knew how to function <laughs> a little right. bit um but i think that our small class size and the way that our school was run i feel like we were able to experience different areas you it wasn't just your comms major your and 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 you're completely there were opportunities to kind of get in there and experience different parts of the of the school or the community like going to those um like they would have those discussion things sometimes, like yeah, yeah. where you would sit in that one classroom in um, the, the Flagler Forum series. Yes, and you could go and argue about how George Bush sucks to <laughs> some, you know, Republican. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> Which is like what I would do on my free, in my free time, um, and or you could. I just feel like you were able to bounce around. And maybe it's also just because it was like, a, it's a liberal arts school. And you know, I was able to take like some fine arts classes as like a, just for funsies. And I think that's, that was cool too. So there's like, there's pros and cons for sure. But I think that looking back, it's like, well, if I changed that, then maybe it would have changed everything else. And I don't want that, so. Yeah, I'm kind of the same boat. Like when I left Flagler, I was like, jump break. Uh, but and I do kind of miss the fact that I can't go to like a random site and buy like gear. I feel like go to like the legacy site to show my pride. But yeah, yeah. Well, might as well not change anything. Uh, Jeff Garrison 
asks. Whoa, uh, I haven't heard that name in a long time. <laughs> he says, what's up, by the way? He says, what do you miss most about St. Augustine? And what will be the, your first stop the next time you're in town? So what do you miss most about it? What will be the first stop when you return? Um, I kind of just, I just miss the, the, it's so old, but like in the most beautiful way, you know, the four, I, I miss looking at it. I miss yeah. the old, um, so I, I lived in Lincolnville and I had that, like, I had one of those old, um, like Victorian revival houses, um, that we lived on the bottom floor and, and you have the Spanish moss on the trees and you're going down like those streets and you're just seeing like these old, you know, Victorian revivals, homes with the front porches and the Spanish moss hanging. And then you have like these super old Spanish style buildings, like the, you know, the Leitner. And it's just so beautiful. Like you can just walk around St. Augustine and it's stunningly beautiful. Um, and I think that, oh my God, thank you. Oh my God, Tom just brought me a cocktail. Wait, this, right. That's fancy. Oh, Yo, Tom's hand made my show. You see this guy <laughs> clip it out. That is Tom's head of all his hand. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Pop in the ratings. <laughs> yeah. Woo, he's here. He's feeding their dogs. Um, and yeah, cool. so yeah, I miss just the beauty of it. And like that old Florida feel of yeah. those that that type of I don't know how to say it, like natural splendor, I guess. Um, and next time I go, my first stop is just to go stand in that rotunda and go like this. Just <laughs> yes, Derek, the town is haunted. Uh, there's a lot of history haunted. there. For sure haunted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your friend, Megan Daly, asks, uh, if you... <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> uh, before I understood about style, Megan had it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right, right. That's right. I love the fact that she always coordinated um, her like her color palette, jewel tones, what they call it. Yeah. Um, and she wrote a short story called "Gotta Dance." It's stuck in my head after all these years. She <laughs> asks uh, if you could be on any other reality show, past or present, which season of Rock of Love with Brett Michaels would you be on and why? <laughs> These are the questions. I just asked them. <laughs> <laughs> of course she says something absolutely fucking hilarious. <laughs> season one. <laughs> OG season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and someone uh, you know that wants to be called William Flight. Oh my God. <laughs> asks, are aliens real? Yes. Duh. <laughs> really? Duh. <laughs> With yeah. emphasis. Yeah. Okay. And and lastly, she also asks, uh, or I mean, he, William, William Floyd. Right, yeah. William <laughs> New York City or LA? Oh, New York. Nothing beats New York. I'm sorry. I've been in LA for 10 years. I Nothing beats New York. Would you be by coastal? If I could, if I was rich as fuck, yeah. <laughs> Yo, why not, right? I've got the other properties or whatever. Yeah, people who are really rich, I mean, yeah. that, that's great for them, you yeah. know? But yeah, would I absolutely. Listen, I, the things that have happened in LA could have never happened anywhere else. And I, I, it took me a while to find my footing here. And I, I do love LA and I love getting up and the, 
you know, it's beautiful. The Groundhog Day of it's so beautiful. Right. <laughs> Every day. I want something like, oh, you know, what tank top do I put on today? Um, but <laughs> there's just something about New York that just could never be duplicated. So if you can hang in New York and you can deal, if you know, if you can deal with the weather and you're you're surviving and you're thriving in new york then fuck yeah yeah i just want to say for those of you listening on the audio version the chat just loves the aliens i had no idea there was so many alien believers and i gotta refresh my comments Kirsten's oh, yeah. doing the yeah okay cool that's what's up uh, yeah, this is this has been a lot of fun ariana and oh, what's go going on top cheers <laughs> man cheers there we go fancy <laughs> af Get the book. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? Hanging out tonight? Dinner time soon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a, a St. Germain uh, drink bone that I made the other day. And, and that's that's in the book. No. Yeah. New. It's got to go in volume two. The sequel. Mm-hmm. The squeakle. Oh, the squeakle. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And when it comes out, I'll be the first one to buy it. And I want I want to ask you specifically for an autograph to see if you're weirded out. Um, that's happening. Also, you don't have to buy it. We'll send you one. No, <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show, Ariana. Work in the world. Keep up with all the stuff, all the TikToks. You and Tom, why not? <laughs> what can- Listen, I'm Ariana252525 on Instagram. I'm Ariana Maddox on TikTok. I do have a Twitter. I don't really use it, you know, whatever. Um, hate Facebook. Um, and I got to I gotta get on the Twitch situation. I'm going to ask you for your advice when that, when that time comes. Oh, let's definitely do this. But this does it for me is what's up over after hours, your slice, your Monday night delight. We'll be back here next week. But until next time, after hours are closed. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.